Hey, it's Priscilla. And this is Sophia. And you're listening to Girl, You're Not Alone. Quick disclaimer, we are not professionals. We are just two friends who wanted to come together to create a community for you guys. Because you guys might be going through what we have been through. So grab your snack, grab a blanket, and let's chat. Hey everyone, welcome back to PS You're Not Alone. Hey, we're so excited to have you guys back. Yes, we're so excited. We have a guest today. Yes. One of our favorite persons in the whole wide world. Yes, she's super sweet. Um, she is our pastor's daughter. Her name is Rissa. And we are so excited to have her on here. We're going to yes. be talking about authenticity. Yes. And, uh, Especially just, in the church yeah, setting. Just kind of so. going back and forth. Hey, yeah. Rissa. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we're so excited to have you on. How's your day going? How's your week going? Well, I say the day s- the week starts on Monday. So the past week has been really good. Had a great work week. Had some time with friends and had church and everything. So it was great. How about you guys? Good. Um, just lots of work and studying and all that fun stuff. So yay. Uh, I get yeah. to go to Greece in a few weeks, which is crazy. My That's mom, exciting. I was telling you about the other day how yeah. she was like, let's go to Greece. And I was kind of back and forth. And then let's go. I'm yeah. so let's glad go. you're going. Yeah. That's going to be so fun. It will be. And I just got back from a trip. Yes. I was in Colorado and we had a ton of fun. Really refreshing. So uh, much needed trip. But it was also work. So we have an event going on out there next month at the Bronco Stadium. So, uh, oh, that's so cool. a little bit of work, a little bit of fun. <laughs> I know that's you guys so got cool. to rent a Jeep, right? Yes. And go and do, that's my dream. I would love to do like an off-roading trip on oh, a Jeep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and we actually went to like a Jeep maintenance trail. So like Jeep like maintenance is it. So it was Ooh, like, that is so cool. yeah, it was really well taken care of, really bumpy, all the ups and downs, rocks, everything. Like it was a ton of fun. I may have scared John a little bit. <laughs> I may have been told rocks, sharp rocks a few times, but I enjoyed it. Did That's you like so drive a lifted Jeep or something like that? So we, um, we had a Rubicon. And it was the really fast one. I think it's like a 391 or 394 or something. Don't come at me, guys. <laughs> um, but so it's like super fast. And it was like a little lifted. Mm-hmm. But it was like specifically like the off-road one. So you, like you can change everything in it and like go crazy. So, so if you don't mind if you dent them or like get scratches or something, right? <laughs> I'm sure they well, don't Well, the mind. guy we rented from was a – he owns like an adventure company. So like I think he kind of like yeah. expects a little bit. Although like – John and I tend to be a little bit more careful because we're a little paranoid, but we did buy the insurance just in case yeah. we did roll it or something. Oh, my God. So, no. Right. Well, because I going to go that far. I'm like, <laughs> with a rock, like, scrape the side of it Well, like, so That's we went so super early, so there wasn't anyone on it, but, like, it was a Saturday. So by, like, the time we finished the trail, because it took us, like, two hours, maybe a little more, there were so many people, like, 11 o'clock, and we had to, like, scoot over into the woods so like there was chances of like scratches and stuff happening Ooh. yeah it was That's fun so cool, though. have you seen those crazy videos of like people trying to go up straight up cliffs with their jeeps and then yeah. end up rolling all the way back down <gasps> it's crazy i i i own a jeep and i just i love jeeps i love jeeps my dad owned jeeps too so yeah that was that's why i got into them 
But yeah. They're fun. They are fun. <laughs> you have the coolest week. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going back in like September for three weeks. And I'm like trying to convince John. I'm like, can we rent one again? <laughs> but he's all like, we're going to have our car there. I'm like, who Doesn't cares? sound like fun. <laughs> he'll, he'll drive your car and you'll rent the Jeep. And then there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, well, so today's episode is about authenticity in churches and... Um, there's kind of two different, uh, multiple aspects of a church. You've got your worship, you've got your prayer, you've got your message. Um, so there's definitely a bunch of different areas where we can talk about whether or not it's authentic, whether or not you're in, when you're finding a different church, how do you find that authenticity? Yeah. Um, and kind of things that are good and things to look for. And so. our personal, like, authentic relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. finding that. The and, most like, important part. Right. Because yes. that's the whole point, right? It's your walk with Jesus, not just, you know, the environment or everything. Yeah. Know, every community you go into. So, that's, like, one of the first things I learned as, as a new Christian. It's like, okay, everything's great and you need all these things, but the core base is your walk with God. Yeah. It so. definitely is. Sophia, do you have a question you want to ask Arissa to open us up with? Well, so I was thinking maybe we can talk a little bit about our backgrounds in in the church. Oh, yeah, that's super smart. Oh, yeah, I like that. Yes, I'm I'm here for a reason. (laughs) 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 Um, So my background is I used to be Greek Orthodox, which is kind of a a version of Catholic, kind of a version of Christianity, but it's... it's, um, we called our pastor the priest, and there's a lot of singing, and um, there's so much more that goes into it that into the services and things like that. But we weren't super um, faithful in going to our home church, so um, it was super far away. And my mom and my dad love it there, but we weren't always able to go because they had busy work weeks and things like that. So, and then when I met Connor, and well, we weren't very We'd go on Christmas and Easter and things like that, but we weren't like going to Sunday school or learning super deeply into the Bible or anything like that. So we kind of had a way more relaxed um, upbringing when it came to God. And then when I met Connor, he showed me what it's like to be Christian and brought me to his home church, and which was Life Connections. And, um, and then I fell in love, fell in love from there. So I've been going religiously about four or five years now so yeah so I still call myself a baby Christian because there's so much more so much to learn um yeah but that's kind of where my standing is and I started volunteering in the church probably two years ago so yeah nice how about you I am I was raised in in a church and raised in a religious organization, and then I have lived in several different cities and states and gone to several different churches. So I have sat under the leadership of lots of different churches (laughs) with lots of different backgrounds and beliefs. And so I have a very wide variety in some of those churches I have just sat in and been ministered to, and in some of them I helped ministering and was involved so that's my background and then I (laughs) am the daughter of a pastor um so our church didn't start like becoming a church it started out as a garage sale 
then a Bible study, then it became like a home missions, I guess. And then eventually like 20 years later now, it's a full blown church. Um, yeah. So yeah. Which is super cool. Which is, is so cool. And it's I love the I went, like I garage sale part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I blew past that. But like the, the backstory behind our church is actually so cool because uh, my dad wasn't like called to be like a pastor. Mm-hmm. Like it really started through my mom. And then um, she started like a ladies Bible study. And then um, the kids needed a place to go during the summer. So it came to VBS. And then the dads wanted to get involved and then like come full circle. So cool. And now yeah. it's a whole full church. And yeah. It's just cool. <laughs> it's a whole congregation cool. and everything. Like, it, that's so cool. That's so cool to me. Because something that starts in your backyard and then blows up and continues. Yeah. And that's awesome. And that's now so I know cool. you guys. <laughs> yeah. That's how we met. That's <laughs> how we all met. Yeah. So did you, you went through, you didn't actually have life connections for your entire youth. You went to another church, correct? And then did life connections or did was it so life connections was like pretty much there from the time I was five years old on so um I was always at our church but during like my youth age I guess um I did go to other churches because I was the only girl in our youth group and so I didn't have any friends because they were all well they were all boys (laughs) yeah I was just like I didn't have any connections so I had to go find other places yeah that's my only like other other church experience really is going with other youth groups places because my youth group didn't have any girls yeah we had some like growing up I had friends who their church was really small it was a home missions church so they would always come to our church for like stuff and because it was like they were brother and sister and they're like but we need like other people other than ourselves (laughs) so like I totally understand that absolutely yeah Definitely. That's so funny. That's so funny. I mean, can you imagine just being friends with your brother for your entire life? Yeah, no. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be cute. (laughs) But I am. (laughs) Oh, yeah, exactly. Because you had my brother through the whole thing. Thank goodness. I wasn't talking about them, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Man, that's so funny. So what, what was it like growing up in as a pastor's daughter and things like that did people treat you differently treat you better yes okay so it's so weird being a pastor's kid and um I feel like there's a stigma towards pastor's kids where they're either like the holiest person in the whole world or they're the devil (laughs) (laughs) it's like one or the other that's not so bad oh no um but really I, I feel like they're put on an unnecessary pedestal me included um sure but for like our family's sake, I I feel like God didn't just call my dad and my mom to the ministry. I feel like He called our entire family to like be an example. Um, Love that. Yeah, and so that I I really carry that burden on me pretty strongly. Um, but like yeah, to go back to your question, um, growing up as a pastor's kid, we never really knew, knew like that we were being watched or like that mm-hmm. things were expected of us or anything. Our parents did a really good job of just letting us be kids and letting us be normal. So um, we never really noticed until we got older and then we started to notice it. And there's been times where it's really hard and times where it's really easy. Um, but I don't, I don't, I think people treat you differently, but I don't think they understand why they treat you differently. Yeah. It's yeah. those like unsaid 
like things you know what I mean like yeah. we all have like an unsaid set of standards we have for people yeah like especially like people we don't know people we do know like we kind of put them in a little box without realizing it yeah and we exactly like you said we really don't know why yeah we don't know why and it's cool because everybody <laughs> this sounds so weird but people in your church they love you because you're the pastor's kid yeah but for me, I always took it in. I'm like, but why do you love me? You don't actually know me. You just know me Aww. as the pastor's kid. <laughs> and there's like select, I mean, there's select people that like really, really make you feel special. And it's those relationships. And I also want to say this too. Oh my goodness. So since this has been something for my whole life, um, watching people come in and out of the church, mm-hmm. I feel like our church is like a family. It's always been a family to us. And if you were a part of Life Connections for a month or if you were a part of it for five years, like you're part of our family. And whenever someone leaves, it breaks our family's heart yeah. when they leave. Like it really, truly does. I and can I see that. People realize that, but we're so invested. Our family, I feel like, is so invested in making people's lives better, make sure they have yeah. that relationship, that authentic relationship. So when we see you walk away, we're so happy that you find, found a better place, hopefully. Yeah. Um, but we really, really hurt when you leave. Yeah. When, when you leave our church, we, we're we so happy, but we hate it at the same time. Honestly, John and I have talked about this before because, like, it's really rare to find a church that wants people to go and mm-hmm. to, like, grow elsewhere or go and, like, succeed elsewhere if they have, like, a new job at a state or they have something else. Like, some, like, some pastors will, like, nope, I, wanna, I want you to stay forever. And, like, I love that, like, because we've almost left. <laughs> we've almost moved Don't out leave. of state. <laughs> and, like, I just remember, like, feeling that, like, support from your parents, like, our pastors. And, like, but, like, also, like, feeling that sadness within them. Yes. And I, I honestly, like, cherish it because, like, I could feel, like, how much they loved us, but how, like, they loved us so much that they wanted to see us succeed in whatever it was, Mm -hmm. and, like, it just, it really does, like, she really means it, guys, when she says it, like, firsthand experience feeling that. We fully support you, but we fully never want you to leave. (laughs) Do you know that's such an authentic type of love, too? Yeah. It's so, it's it's so pure, yeah, for someone to love you enough to, like, let you go and let you fly, that's the cutest, purest, most coveted type of love ever yeah so at the beginning you said how do you know when you find an authentic church i feel like that's one thing yes feeling that not only from like your pastor but from everyone else in the church too because i know from other churches they've like called and been like uh you took our people yeah it's like they have free will we didn't take your people they chose (laughs) to come they chose to come and you should be happy that they're trying to better their relationship with god and if something's not working you need to change it yeah like in any kind of relationship if your relationship with god's not working well it's like um (laughs) it's it's like the word um the saying like church hopper yeah so like i've heard people use it in like a derogatory way like yeah don't like don't church hop like you're saying like someone called you and was like you took our saints but like i see it as a positive thing because like if you have a teenager like when you were a teenager and you don't have a youth group like you may have to move for that season of life so that your, like, child can be fed. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, or, like, if you're newly married, but there's no newlyweds, like, that newlywed couple may need to move and go to a new church so they can be fed. Yes. Like, I see it as, like, a positive thing. Absolutely. I think so, too. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So, 
we were also talking before this about authenticity and like worship and i'm i only joined on like the tech team so i'm wondering what that looks like what is what does authenticity look like in worship and and again i i love learning about all this because i we didn't really have worship in our greek orthodox church it was very like the whole thing was like message and worship kind of meant the same same thing if i were to be kind of nonchalant about it but um so worship was one of the biggest things that like drew me to church and just the feeling that you get when you worship and when you're in the middle of worship and everyone's around and it's it's like a yeah a different experience so i'm wondering where where are those kind of authenticity things to look out for when you're in worship (laughs) (laughs) way to start um because so, you're you're you've been on the worship team. Yeah, so I started singing at our church when I was like in seventh grade, I think. Like I was really young because the need there was a need for it. They yeah. needed people to sing. And from the time I started, I will say this forever. I am not a singer. <laughs> I am a worship leader because I cannot sing. I can't as soon as somebody stops singing with me, I don't know where I'm at. Like <laughs> it's so bad. And you guys are back there during mic check, so you guys know. Um, no, you have you a know beautiful what? voice, though. I yeah, it's a gift. Cause like when I went to college, which I went to a private Christian college, and like they specifically had two guys that would travel with the chorale, like the team singing at churches that could not sing, like legitimately couldn't sing, guys. Like oh, no. like couldn't sing. It was really like they were really bad. But like they could worship. Yes, worship oh. like crazy oh, and so really different. like bring in the presence yeah. of god and like impactful like and i think that's which you sh- can sing like i'm not uh, saying that you can sing but like i know what you're saying like there's a difference, it's a difference. Between, i think people think singing and worship is the same thing singing and worship is not the same thing yeah i mean i did kind yeah. of uh, i mean yeah oh wow being, like yeah absolutely. i didn't even know before yeah, you, guys you were talking? just asking yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> before you guys talking i was like yeah isn't that the yeah but that's so cool to know yeah so for me I was like and I even quit like a couple years back I was like I'm done I can't sing and the worship leader at the time was like I'm not letting you go by saying you can't sing because (laughs) you can't sing but I will let you leave I was like okay and I the um, I was asked to start singing again I was like I will come back as a worship leader not a singer because they're two completely different things um just like like you said, being able to welcome in the presence of God and like worship authentically is I feel like so 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 important. And um, I remember like being a kid and watching the people around me and like just the um, like wanting to throw up your hand in the air and, and but just being so shy to do it, mm-hmm. or like wanting to clap your hands in the middle of the song when it's not on beat, or um, jump up and down, or like whatever you're feeling that authentic feeling that you're feeling that is so important to be able to like give that to god um and once you feel like you're able to just worship freely it like releases other people to feel like they can do it too and they're not the only one um because worship is like so intimate to me um yeah i love that i love that you just said that it's it true i it feel is. that too like the words that you're singing like i get goosebumps i cry like i feel all the feelings when i'm when i'm singing a song because i'm 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 worshiping um yeah i um 
and since I had my baby, um, just the the songs that talk about like there's breath in your lungs, like you have life, like these songs that talk about living, mm-hmm. just like I'm like life is such a gift, and so Aww. in different seasons in life, like there's different songs yeah. that like. I don't know, like almost oh, like yeah. motivate yes. you. Yes, yeah, they speak you know? to you in that season. Yes, yeah, different seasons. Yes, I was, I was. There was like a few weeks ago where it was coding lights in. Um, man, I don't know what the singers of the songs are, but the name of the song is like "Same God," um, where it's oh. you are the, like he's the same God, and he was like I, I don't know, it was you like where then you move in power now. Yes, you are the same God. Yes, same that God. one. That yeah. yes. Um, it's like, it's usually, (laughs) (laughs) she does. It's usually two guys who lead or like one guy who leads and another guy who supports. That's how I've seen it done. But yes, I was, it was rolling in my head over and over and over again. And that one is like one that always stands out for like the past few months. And it's just so cool and interesting how something will, or you'll wake up and it'll be on your mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You'll wake up and, and I'll start singing it or singing a christian song and i've never experienced that before before coming to like life connections and coming to a christian church so yeah it's something super cool and authentic about it it can definitely like put you in the right mindset Mm -hmm. oh yeah like it's it's all about like if you're focused on other things then like it can be really hard to like look outside those things and focus on God. And sometimes those songs just like help you get in that mindset where you can focus. Yes, they do. I'm still so stuck. I can't like, I can't believe, not that I can't believe, but I'm so, it's so cool that there's two differences where it's like the singer and then the worship leader. You know what I mean? Like usually you think that they're supposed to be the same or hope that they're the same, right? That this one person can do both, but that's so cool. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. Do you feel that way too? Or is that no. just me? No, no, no. It's like, no, it's 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 a legit thing. Because like, like yeah. I told you, like I went to school. When I tell you, like these guys could not, like they literally, they won't even have their mics on. That's how bad they were. Their mics were off. <laughs> I promise my mic Like physically off. off. Oh, really? Oh, I promise. Because my dad's like, no I way. what you sound like. And I'm like, is my mic not on? <laughs> And what? I don't, my, I think I had my, my brother Stop. go back there. I'm like, you go look and see if my mic is on. And he's like, not on. Oh, well, like, no. I should, I, I should not it. have said this. No, <laughs> I don't. Like I said, I'm not a singer. I'm very, very aware that I'm not a singer. Okay. I'm a worshiper. I'm, I'm not a singer either. <laughs> like, I can't sing at all. Oh, I sound and, like, like a dead moose day. I have been on platforms where they no. made me sing. Oh, no. And like, but like loved it because i'm like whatever i'll worship god like (laughs) take me for it church won't like it but (laughs) i mean even if you have a bad voice though like you still are supposed to sing to god and worship him praise him yeah i think one of my first experiences with this though like with this specific thing was like my church i like one of the churches i grew up in um there's this lady at our church her husband like travels and sings and does a lot of stuff and like he's like fabulous but she used to be able to sing and she would sing all the time on the platform, but she ended up with a throat cancer. Oh. And so like, she couldn't sing and she didn't for years. And like, I remember one day, like our um, music leaders were like, we want you to sing. And she got up there and she, she couldn't sing. It didn't sound great. It didn't sound good. But when I tell you like the presence of God, like was literally in that church building. I got goosebumps now <laughs> all up my legs, but like it was, 
it was in that church because she was doing it from a place of like real true worship for God. And it wasn't for anyone but God. Wow. Like, wow. Those are the most powerful ones. Yeah. Yeah. They really are. And like, you can, you can totally be a singer and usher in like the presence of God too. And like have a beautiful voice. And it's great when you are, you don't know that experience, (laughs) but (laughs) yeah, you know what I, um, one thing that I kind of experienced recently is, um, like when you're in doing worship and when like the, the teams usually have like a set number of songs or whatever that Mm -hmm. they are going to sing, but they let whatever feeling take them longer into a song. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's something that I I recently saw a different church and um, they were very timed on things because they had many platforms. So it felt like the worship was a little timed, you know, it was restricted. Yeah. And for me, I, I don't know, I, I don't know about you guys or what your opinion is on this, but I felt like, hey, maybe that's not something, you know what I mean? I feel like it's, I benefit way more when the worship is free to like flow and flow and feel the spirit if you know what I mean yeah yeah I I've seen time restrictions placed on things like placed on worship prayer speaking and yeah. it can it can definitely feel like really rigid mm-hmm. but and it's like and it's beautiful when churches know how to just like that can release that control because honestly, that's what it like comes to is like our human nature is to like control everything around us. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like, it's one of those things where like, we can get really stuck trying to control something. And like, it's really beautiful when it can just like, be, you know, (laughs) have you experienced both? I feel like you must have had experience kind of both. Yeah. Um, I've been in situations where there's dots on the stage and you don't move from this square. And I've had situations where it's like, you can walk across the stage. You can turn around and sing. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. And there's, I mean, I see, I see, honestly, the, um, what's the word? I see. You're good. I can see where both sides yeah. Yeah. play in. Like, where there is good to have structure, but God's got to be able to step in. Yeah. And, like, do his own thing. Um, so... I- I like to start everyone out in their position because I run cameras at our church yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, back up, move it, scoot it. But like, I love it when people lose it. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yes. Yes. like, I'm like, okay, like let's start off where we belong. And then I'm like, I don't know if I like, if I like support that enough, like if I've said it enough for people to understand that, like, I want this to be your starting point. But do whatever you want and be wherever you want to be. Like, I would love to just see someone just like, and then we have to like chase them. (laughs) Give me a challenge (laughs) with the cameras. (laughs) You are challenged now, Rissa. I told you last time, I was like, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. They're getting too close. I need my Jesus room. They're getting too close. (laughs) She did. (laughs) They weren't even touching her or anything, but she's like, whoa. The singers. Even when I'm like. Jake and I fight over the aisle seat because I'm like, I got to have my Jesus space to worship because if I got to get out of the aisle, I got to get out of the aisle and I got to go down to the altar. I love it. Man. Usually the one fighting to not be on the end cap. You don't want to be on the end cap? <laughs> like, if I want to get out, I'll get out. Like, but I, I don't like being like on the end. 
You don't like, like to be accept- accessible? Yeah, maybe. I don't <laughs> like being exposed. <laughs> like, I like being on the in, and then if I want out, like, just move. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to step on your toes if you do not move. But I don't want to be on the end. <laughs> I want to be on the end. We'll go to church together because I fight for that seat. <laughs> See, you'd be, you guys would be good. Youth pastor, we'd fight over it, and so we'd sit on two different rows. Like I'd sit in front. Oh of my him, gosh! Sit in front of me. It was like we both wanted to end it. We were not. I was like, Sorry, gotta have the end seat. <laughs> that's funny, man. That's funny. I don't know anything about that, but hey. <laughs> That's okay. Fighting to get out of a seat. Because worship looks different for everyone. Exactly, yeah. And, well, yeah. Oh, that's something else I want to bring up, too, is um, I feel like people think worship is has to be so loud and so like, oh, I'm raising my hands, I'm standing yeah. up, I'm clapping. Mm-hmm. Worship can be sitting down in a seat. Oh, yeah. Worship could be listening and like just taking in the song. Worship could be just like pacing in the back of the church. Worship can be like driving down the road in your car like my worship, favorite time there is no like worship isn't raising your hands on a sunday morning yeah worship is like your outpouring of love to god mm-hmm. like however that yeah there's no that's so there's no put. box like yeah. i had a yeah. professor and when i tell you it was the strangest thing to like first see it but once you realize what's happening it was the like prettiest thing ever if that makes sense and it was a guy but he would like he like came to our church for a few months while him and his family were trying to find like their home church um because they were new to the area and like i remember him sitting in like his chair on an end cap and like his wife is like going crazy worshiping praising exactly what you think of when you think of like what worship should quote unquote look like and he's like sitting there very calm very straight he's got his little like when i tell you like a little notebook and this little pencil and he's like writing in it and like after a few times of like watching this like i realized like that's how he worships like Ooh, he sits wow. there and he's writing his worship down and like awesome. once i realized that it was literally the prettiest like just like most enchanting thing to watch happen because it was such a different and unique way to like worship god Beautiful. it was like it worship does look so different wow Wow. Wow. And and I guess th- those people who like make you do stuff is something that you shouldn't be condoning, right? Something people who make you or like say like you need to be doing this. Oh, manipulated <laughs> yeah. worship. I didn't know that was what it was called. That's, <laughs> that's a really what, great way what, of putting it. That's kind of how I would call it when the organ starts going and the foot start. That's tapping. funny. Like, yeah. That's what I think of. But yeah. I mean it, it doesn't always have to be that. Yeah. No, that's extreme. Yeah. No, I like that. Like, I like the words you use there, manipulated worship, because like there definitely can be that pressure to like worship or do it a certain way or because I know there is like all the churches I've been to and different events I've been to. And like there has been at points like that, like pressure of like, Mm -hmm. do this now, do this now. And like, yeah, like it can be very like overwhelming. Um, I got locked in a church once. And they you demanded didn't. us to give money. <gasps> oh, yeah. my gosh. <laughs> like, literally told the ushers, man the doors. And they literally locked us in there. What? And the we world? were in a, yeah. Wait, did you have it to was give wild. to be able to get out? They they wanted us to, well, okay. <laughs> this took us down, like, a whole different rabbit hole. But it's that same, like, manipulation. Yeah. Because, like, 
so we were we were in a youth choir I say youth choir we were all in college um but it was with the specific church I was attending which wasn't part of the college but um they took us to this event that they were invited to and they didn't really know much about it but we were invited to it so we went and like we sang and the other people sang and it was this this thing and like they come to find out it was like an anniversary kind of thing for them for their building oh and i think they needed to pay their mortgage or something oh wow yeah and so like like everyone like gave money they did you know the altar and then they like took it back they counted it and then they came back out and was like god told us everyone needs to get 20 dollars." <sighs> but they weren't upfront about needing to pay their mortgage for their church not upfront at all see that's that's right there <laughs> it was manipulation well, not authentic <laughs> Oh it was not be upfront about it. It was terrifying. <laughs> like it was terrifying. And they were like, "Man, the doors. We got credit card readers." Oh and my like had goodness. No, what I tell you it was the scariest thing. Like they went around and made people spit gum out into their hands. What? Like they had gloves on and like made people spit. It was quite and I will why, why, why? I will admit I had gum in my mouth. Oh. And so I swallowed it cuz I was like there is no way I'm spitting my gum out into a stranger's why, why hand. When I tell you it was quite the experience and I've been to lots of churches and lots of different organizations, it was, it was very unique. This <laughs> sounds <laughs> unique. This sounds like a, something that'll stick in your head forever type of thing. Oh, it does. <laughs> like, like it does, but literally like locked the doors so no one could oh, exit. Man. Made us all go through lines and like give money. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was, yes, it was very unique. <laughs> well, I've never, I, yeah, well... <laughs> Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. So that was manipulation. Yes. Like, and it can be in worship and it can be in giving because that was a giving manipulation. Yeah. But okay. In worship, even though, um, I've heard worship people say like, you know, people watch back tape Mm -hmm. of, um, like basketball games, football games. Yeah. Sure. Become better. Yeah. People like watch other people's worship services to become better worshipers or watch back their own worship. Yes. What? That, like, the first time I heard someone say that, yes. I was like, are you kidding me? That bothers me so much. Like, you I, want, And then you can see mm, it. Yes. You can see, like, you can see them being fake. Like, Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. Because, like, you can literally physically. It doesn't fit them. Like, your it worship doesn't. is personal. And if you're watching somebody else's mm-hmm. worship, that's not you. And so what are you doing? You can, I don't know. You can. I know what you mean. Because, like, so it's one thing to be, like, newer in the church. Sure. Any church. Newer in worship. Newer in coming yeah. into that. And, like, kind of replicating what you're seeing as you find your own. Yeah. But, like, oh, 100%. To see, I've done that. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> to see someone who is, like, in it and they're, like, trying to use that stage as a stage instead of yes. as a platform to worship. It is now, a, like, a physical stage thing. for a show. It is it, – you can see it, though. Like, it's literally – it's very evident. And I don't think people realize how evident it is. But you can see it because it's not authentic and it's not them. It's called body language for yes. a reason. Oh, look at no. you being clever. Like, it's Very clever. body language for a reason. People can read it. And I oh, feel yeah. like they can read that just as much as they can read into what you're saying. Like, Oh, yeah. So you're saying like they're making gestures or things like that that doesn't feel natural? Yeah. Where like, so someone who might like be a little bit more like calm, just hold their mic, sing into it. And then they go from like that to like, well, I want to like do this certain move, you know, like, cause mm-hmm. I know there's certain churches that I've watched online where like 
they might like kneel. So like instead of that person that like stands and is calm, like they might like take a knee every time they sing a song or they might like cry out on their face. Yeah. So it is. It's very different. Instead of worship. You can see it. There's a couple, there's a couple smaller online churches I like to watch. And like, I've seen that in some of their, like some people they've brought on during Mm -hmm. different sets. And like, it reminds me of other churches I've watched online that are really big, that are like really known. And I can see it. I'm like, Ooh, I know where you got that. I know what you like to watch. (laughs) (laughs) And it's different because like you can sense it too. Yeah. But like, again, like God doesn't know any bounds so like whether you're being authentic or not god will still choose to move yes that's so true. that's the beautiful thing yes Ooh. that is so, so that true. was my next question like do you do you feel like god looks like will actually come in no matter what so that's awesome that you said that that he will choose to move no matter what absolutely yeah i 100 percent agree with that yeah because he he literally says like the rocks will cry out yeah like if the rocks will cry out like where are our bounds like, we don't have them. If physical rocks don't have bounds, we don't have bounds. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and I know, like, it's probably not literal, but, like, <laughs> no. I, when I, like, see something or I'm, like, kind of, like, annoyed by something that might be happening in a service mm-hmm. I'm in, I always remind myself, okay, well, if donkeys can worship and rocks can worship and this can worship, why can't I worship? <laughs> like, yes. doesn't matter where I'm at. doesn't matter what's going on around me. Like, God's presence can still move. Yep. Just because they're not listening to like god's voice or like yeah they're not in tune with god doesn't mean you don't have to be yeah right wow that's that's so powerful especially for someone who's like a baby christian saying for you guys to say that that gives me a lot of confidence you know what you mean where i can be aware of what's going on around me but knowing that god's still gonna be in the presence even if i think that that might be like in my perception might be totally different from people who've been seasoned churchgoers you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because i definitely definitely was uh taken aback the first few times i actually went to a christian church because i never we never really stood up or threw our hands up or you know jumped up and down um so things like that things like that or 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 people express themselves by um really calling out which was really different for me yeah those those women or those men who like really call out or almost would you call it i like to scream sometimes wailing is that what it's (laughs) yeah and our sister like prayer and stuff like that oh there's a Uh, name for it i I was yeah it's called i kind of called it like not to be offensive but i called it wailing almost you know like it's very um very outputting and very loud type of worship and when i first came i was like is she okay like is she okay and then thankfully going with the purcells which is as people know on this podcast connor and his family and things like that they would be like, no, no, it's it's a form of worship. Like they're yeah. they're feeling so moved that this is what they're doing. I also think it's okay to be like scared or caught off guard though, if you're not. Yeah, it totally is. Yeah, if you're not. Yeah, yes. And what I loved is that people were okay about it. Like they didn't yeah. think like, oh, she's so weird. Why is she scared? You know. <laughs> 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 like I remember the first time, um, and this was back when the stage was like on the other end of the. It was all brown. Yeah, it was all, everything was brown. <laughs> um, but Rissa came up to me and was, like, super encouraging. And was, 
like the first year I started going and you came up to me and you were like, you look so happy and peaceful and you look so, you know, so beautiful while you're worshiping or something. So you said something amazing Aww. and I will forever have that burned into my Aww. head. And it's really sweet. Yeah. <laughs> that makes me like so happy. I, I Honestly, feel like I don't even remember saying it, but it was probably something that I just like I needed to say. Yeah. yeah. It's See, probably you know, God working through you. I feel like that that's confidence. very often. If you find a church where you go and someone might be watching you or might notice something about you and they come up to you and, and give you that encouragement, that's super authentic. That's something that not every church has. Yeah. Yeah. So. I agree. It's true. So do you have any questions for, for Rissa? No, I don't have, I don't think I have any questions. Um, do you have any questions for us, Rissa? Because hmm. our experiences are so different. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, Turning the tables. Yeah. <laughs> so since you've been to like so many different churches, it's like kind of like dating. You know, you kiss a few frogs before you find a gym or yeah. something, whatever that <laughs> saying is. Um, That's so cute. Like what do you feel like you've learned from going from like so many different churches um, like all around the country and everything, like what, what do you look for in a church? Like she said to be like authentic. Yeah. So, and I've even stayed in churches where I didn't feel that, um, because mm-hmm. of like circumstances that I, I had to, um, and like finding my own authenticity in that. And like, I, that's a whole different topic of like oh, a struggle, yeah. um, to find that while not feeling it, you know, like oh, not yeah. feeling like a part, but I think, like, the biggest thing, like, when I step into a church, how, like, how friendly is the church? Like, how open is the church as a whole? Because I feel like when a church is open and receptive, especially to someone new, that really, in my opinion, really embodies, like, Christ and how Christ is. Because, like, it, like, it doesn't matter if you were, like, the prostitute walking through the street trying to grab his garment, you know, or if you were, like, the beggar, you know, like, mm-hmm. he, he sat and ate with everyone and anyone, you know, like, Jesus literally walked this earth to be with anyone, whether you were rich or poor, and, like, feeling that, like, that welcome feeling of, like, no matter who you are, like, someone in there is going to touch you, and someone in there is going to, like, invite you in, and I will say, like, the first time, like, I met your dad, John and I actually, before we went, like, we, I think we went to eat with them mm-hmm. and just, like, talk because I was, like, really apprehensive because I was, like, because I have been in so many different areas. So I was, like, okay, I really want to make sure I find a church that's not bitter, that's not angry, that's welcoming, that's loving and nurturing because, like, people are going to walk in those doors broken and they're going to need that like nurturing spirit because that's what that's what God is. He's nurturing. Yeah. And so and I want to be a nurturer and I really needed nurturing at that time. And so like I felt that. And so like for me, it's that like walking in and feeling that nurturing spirit almost, you know. Yeah. So that's so cool because for a while I've said um, I feel like our church is a hospital in people have been like so hurt by religion or so hurt by churches or organizations by people. Um, and so many people have walked into our doors that, like we wouldn't expect to come in, but I feel like our church is a hospital. Like we take in the broken and we, we um, like 
make them feel better again or like help them get back on the right yeah. journey or where they need to be. And um, it's so cool because I, and that's, it goes back to like what I was saying, like we, we hurt when people leave. Um, like we don't want you to stay hurt and broken forever. We yeah. want you to heal. We want you to get better. And we want you to leave if that's what needs to happen. Um, but I feel like um, some people get better and then they leave and we don't have any of any, we're like losing our doctors. If that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> and I feel like that's so important to like think yeah. about too, is um, not always like what, what can your church do for you, but what you can do for your church. Exactly. Kind of. And so. like, that's where like John and I like found ourselves during COVID. Cause mm-hmm. like we'd been going to the church for like a year, I think at that point, And we were really like settling in, being comfortable, like feeling like really good about who we were, our marriage, what was going on in our life. And like, then like COVID happened. And then yeah. like, we're like, Oh no, like everyone's in lockdown. So we're like, well, what's the way we could help the church? And that was, it's exactly what you're saying. Like so instead cool. of just leaving and the next thing I know, we've got like, we're setting up cameras and helping with cameras and like doing all this stuff. And like, it is true. Like you, you do need those doctors and you do need people to like go through a residency and stay, yes. you know? So I feel like we're in our residency. <laughs> <laughs> we're putting our dues in. <laughs> no, don't leave. <laughs> See, listen we didn't okay i feel we like i'm going to we didn't if we're if we're gonna if we're placing like years i feel like i'm still in like med school <laughs> <laughs> i don't know where i'm at oh you're like a seasoned doctor yeah you're like you're like you're, the diagnoser you're like on a um what do they call that when like teachers take a break a sabbatical oh yeah i feel like you, you i feel like you were on a little bit of a sabbatical like with your pregnancy and like being a new mom and like, cause like when teachers and like doctors are on sabbaticals, they're still like answering and helping and like doing stuff, but like they're like taking that time to like rejuvenate and like Man, find I, their place. Since I had my baby though, I feel so on fire for like life and people. You like, can see it. <laughs> I really do. It's you like can the see craziest it. thing because I know we talked before and I was having a really hard time with life and people yeah. and loving on people. And you were telling me this was like some of the best advice yeah. I ever got. Like write something you love about them down. Did you do it? Day. I wrote it down mentally. Like, <laughs> I, I thought about it on the way to work about why I love counts. them. So it counts. like, yeah, it I, counts. I mean, I, I, took the, I yeah. took the advice and every day on the way to work, it's an hour drive. I was like thinking why I love the person. And it seriously it helped yeah. me so much. But like, even now I, I just, I feel so just excited about life and I don't really care what I'm doing. I'm just yeah. like, so excited about life because I just realized life is so beautiful. Like, yeah, so precious. See, that's what happens though after you go on a sabbatical. Like yeah. you come back refreshed. It's I like vacation. So like literally vacation is refreshing. Sabbaticals are like refreshing. You know what I mean? Like you have yeah. to make sure like if you're pouring, you're also yes. pouring back into yourself. Yes. Oh yeah, that goes back to like you Self-care. can't love yeah you can't love yourself and I mean you can't love others until you love yourself. Mm-hmm. That's another thing I don't think people realize about churches and like pastors and everything. I think is so hard is like the pastor is pouring, pouring, pouring. They have to like find other places yeah. they can get poured into mm. too. That's uh, yeah, that's really random. But I thought about that. No, no, no. I don't think people think about their pastor enough. Yeah. Um, well, they don't because again, like we can be kind of self centered, not realize yeah. it. But like pastors, they need to be poured into yeah. too. And, like, um, this is, like, a, a different topic, but I just want to go into it a little bit. That's okay. Um, pastors, like, they're they're not, like, trained therapists. And, like, mm-hmm. 
they don't always know the answer mm-hmm. and like I think that's okay mm-hmm. yeah um, and that's the authenticity yeah. authenticity part of it because like a pastor is a, such a huge role in your church so, yeah yeah in past like my dad like they're not always called into it and everything and I I don't know. I just want to touch on that a little bit. Like, yeah, pastors should not be pe- put on a pedestal. Pastors are not better than the, the congregation. No, they're they're learning. They're growing. They're like this. Like you said, I feel like my dad would probably still say he's a baby yeah. in the church because like he's still growing. Like he still has so much to learn. And whenever you think you've learned it all or you think you know it all, you don't. You don't know. Oh, yeah. You don't know the surface of it. God will right. like reveal something different that you weren't right yes. that you weren't ready for like two years ago yeah like COVID and that threw everybody for a oh yeah yeah definitely um, and like I, another thing i want to say is um worship pastors pastor pastors like they go through so many trials for other people they don't just yeah. go through trial trials for themselves they go through trials for other people they do and i think you should just pray for your worship pastors pray for your pastors your student pastors your children's ministers like yeah all that stuff i know that's like a different topic no it's no, no. tangent but it, no it speaks to a platform that it, people are going to listen to yeah yeah it speaks to authentic authenticity of like the person who is leading and for them i guess for them they have to be upfront with the fact that they don't know any, everything and i feel like your your dad yeah. is super upfront about it oh my gosh and yes and yes. if you're going into a, a church where they kind of have this arrogancy about them then that that's kind of one one pinpoint where you're like hmm, maybe i i'm not going to take all of your words at face value yeah but first for a pastor yeah. to be like completely honest about this is the, and they have they've been so honest about their struggles they've been so honest about things that make like give him anxiety you know what i mean he's been yeah. so honest about sometimes standing up there gives him a little bit of anxiety and i think another thing my dad does really good is telling you personally to go back into your bible read the scriptures oh my god not yes. trust just what he says um because i mean let's be honest there's like how many different variations of the bible yeah and i think that also it's cool like our church gives you like the tools and the resources to know like hey this is a scale this is like a very like what is it liberal and conservative version yeah is that is that the terms that works I yes guess. i don't know um but like this bible is like word for word and this one's a little bit more like like the message bible i feel yeah. like people read that like that's not the bible that's or yeah. the messaging. international bible like the new international one or something like that i like to compare them yeah but i also think it's good to like go and like yeah you can learn different things from different Bibles, Well, too, sometimes so cool. it can be really hard to digest the, like, word for word and, like, especially, like, old language. It can, like King James. Yeah, yes. it can be that's sometimes. that's not even, like, the most. It's not. I don't think people, I feel like that needs to be said. <laughs> they, think, they think it's the, like, the most that accurate, show, and it is not, by the way. Therefore, But it can be really hard to digest, especially as a baby Christian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, like, mm-hmm. I comparing bought- is really awesome. I accidentally bought like a really different version of the Bible. <laughs> yeah. And then was like talking to my mother-in-law and saying like, I bought this version. She goes, well, that's a, that's like on the scale of watered down. That's a little bit higher up on the scale. Yeah. Um, you know, these are the ones that, that in my experience, these are the ones that have been like closer to. And then actually Connor and I were just talking about this this morning. Um, he said the the latin version or something like that is one of one of the best the catholic latin or something like that was is one of the ones that are more true to actually how the bible was written so 
But I know that I was yeah. always you can look bri- it up. Yeah, yeah, you could. You could look it up. But I, like I know I, I like was always Bible taught. Gate because you can put in a verse and then you can see like all the all different, different versions. And I love yeah. that. <gasps> I like I'll read through them and be like, hmm. You can do that on the Bible it, app like, too. It just helps me like understand. Yeah. And like, but I do I love that. I do I wanna circle back to that. I love that about your family. The fact that like your dad gets up there and is like Read it for yourself because, <laughs> like, my mom always told us that growing up because yeah. my mom, my mom, when she, like, came to Christ, like, she, like, she would go and, like, question the pastor. Which I think is so important to do. Be, like, oh, yeah. If, and if you go question my dad and he doesn't know the answer, he'll tell you he doesn't know the answer. Well, he won't try to make one up for you. And because, like, <laughs> it is important. It is because it's, it's so easy for as humans to again, like manipulate scripture to our benefit or to not mm-hmm. know and pretend like we know and it can mislead someone down the wrong path, right? Yeah. And so like my so mom, scary. like, oh yeah. And so like my mom like would go in and be like, that's not what scripture says. I, I studied the scripture. So like we need to talk about what you preach from the platform right now and talk about this. And like she got a lot of pushback. And I remember her being very open with us growing up about that pushback she experienced as a new believer yeah. and with her studying. And so like growing up, she was always like, study the scripture for yourself. Don't take anyone's word for it. Go back and read the I word. I feel like that was like their generation. They were told not to ask mm-hmm. questions and just like oh, listen yeah. to their authority. And I feel like our generation is more like, mm-hmm. okay, but why? Or like, yeah. where does it say that? Or explain that to me more. Yeah. Which I think is so important. And it makes us like have ownership and have a more oh, authentic yeah. relationship. Because we don't just take what anybody says like oh, the word. 100%. We're very leery of well, and it, it helps us like, it helps us not fall into comfortability with our relationship with God too. Because mm-hmm. like I've been in a situation where a pastor tried to manipulate like a, like what I would do like overall in my life, like in a very, yes, in a very like controlled situation. And I like, because my mom encouraged me to always push back, ask questions, stand up for what I believed in. I was able to like really like go through that season where I wasn't necessarily able to remove myself from that church. And like, I was really able to like stand my ground and like watching the, like, watching the uncomfortability within that person with like me pushing back. Cause I had never experienced someone pushing back. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of like validated the way my mom had raised me. And I was like, yes, like I am doing it right. Like I am like studying the scripture. I'm sticking up for myself. I'm not going to fall like prey to spiritual abuse. And like, it's just beautiful. Wow. Like I think it's beautiful when you like are at that point where you can do that. Wow. Yeah. And we're not always at that point. Trust me. Like oh, I've had no. weak points where I'm like, <laughs> Whatever you say, fine. <laughs> like, I don't oh want to fight. <laughs> See, this is, I, I, I'm learning so much. Like, I am learning so much about what is, you know, something to base myself off of. You know what I mean? Like, make sure that the, like, whatever church you're in, that they encourage looking into the Bible and going back into the Bible. Because I'm a very oh yeah person. I'm a type of person that trusts very easily, unfortunately, because <laughs> it's gotten me into all sorts of trouble. But so I'm the type of person that will be like, okay, he says to do this. That's right. You know, like, yeah. okay, you know what I mean? So it's, it's encouraging to know that don't be somewhere where they're like, don't read your Bible at all, which I'm sure no one's going to actually say that. But I don't know. There are there are places that say that, <laughs> but I'm probably, yeah. but it's, it's I, better I can, to be at a I've place. Heard it, but I mean, I can see yeah. like 
Well, are you questioning me? <laughs> yes, I am questioning you. It's better to be at a place that welcomes the questioning, yeah. that yes. welcomes the debate, that welcomes the the conversation. Not I think that's a really good way to know that you're in the right place. Welcome yeah. the conversation. Welcome the questions. Welcome your discovery of your own relationship. Yeah. Well, I am. I am learning so much. Like, don't be somewhere where you feel manipulated into worship. You know, um, be somewhere where they encourage the conversation and also be somewhere where you're feeling like you can you know do whatever you feel like as the spirit moves you so yeah that's interesting i can't i that's interesting that people um you know what you were saying how you've kind of almost squared up to the the person and they were like oh what are you doing (laughs) sometimes i have to put myself in check though (laughs) sometimes i'm like okay you you can't question this like like Sometimes it's like my spirit's pricked because I need to look at something internally. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm not questioning this yeah. because this is this is something I need to work on. Yes, yes. Th- something that you like to say a lot to me, um, which I love, that she says that people who like outwardly are being kind of rude or, or off-putting or something like that, something in them is hurting or something in them is broken yeah. and that's yeah. why they're they're conflicted about something and then and then they're outwardly expressing it that way that's like and this can circle back to like the church we go to or like finding a good church but Mm -hmm. like what we've talked about is like you either leave people better or worse you never leave people the same right like your interaction with the waitress the cashier your brother your sister like you're never just leaving them the same you're either leaving them better or worse. And I love the fact that I feel like I leave better when I walk out of the church doors. Yes. So like, would you say if you, if you decide to leave a church right then and there, if you're better, you know, you're at a good church versus if you are feeling. Yeah. And better better doesn't always mean feeling like good good with yourself. No, better. Very convicted. Yes. And I feel like dirt sometimes walking out of church, but it's so good for me. Oh my gosh. Okay. Have you ever heard like, so there's this message I've heard where it like talks about how like you're just dirt. We're all just a bunch of dirt. Like we're all just a pile of dirty dirt. Like your dirt's no better no. than someone else's dirt. So and funny. so like, so well, true. it is. So sometimes when I'm feeling like better than someone or better than something, I'm like, you're just a pile of dirt. <laughs> but like not in like a mean way, but in a like, hey, what an interesting self-talk. <laughs> Bring it back. <laughs> Really, really yourself back. Like you're dirt. We're all made of dirt. We're all gonna go back to dirt. Like we're just a bunch of dirt. It's like that country song. Oh, by dirt. Yeah. By dirt. It's like um. I don't think I've heard this. Florida Georgia Line. Yeah, Florida Georgia Line. Yes. I knew you'd pick it up. Yes. So by dirt. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah, it's a good song. Sounds like it. <laughs> I'll play it next time I'm like putting myself in check. <laughs> yeah. Batter. <laughs> so why don't we wrap up with like one piece of advice that each of us would give when we're coming into a new church or into a new church environment? What would you, what was your, right. what's your one piece of advice that you would give? Let's let our guests go. Oh, yes. Um, I feel like it is, it, this goes into the topic of what we're talking about. Be authentically yourself and look for what you need in a place that welcomes what you need. Mm-hmm. Um, like worship, word, um, if you're able to question, 
um, your relationship, question the message that the pastor's preaching. Um, just make sure you're in a place where you can be authentically yourself in a place that welcomes that. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. What about you? Um, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> a piece of advice you'd give? Sorry. She remembered it. And you did it. I got really into it. Oh, like, she got really into what you were saying, Rissa. You're captivating her. I have a terrible memory too, guys. Um, piece of advice. Rissa just captivated you. That's I'm very captivating. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be afraid to explore. Like, yes, don't be afraid to explore your relationship with God. Explore the Word. Explore new churches. Ex- like, just explore. And it's yeah. like, because like through that explore, like exploration, you're going to become like closer to God. You're going to know yourself better. You're going to know the word better. So like, don't be afraid to explore whatever that looks like. Mm, that's really good advice. That's really, really, that's good, really, advice. really good advice. I like that. Yeah. I like, I love <laughs> both of your advices. Um, for me, I, I'll do like an advice from a perspective of like a new, new to church as a whole. You know what I mean? Like someone who's just getting into Christianity or someone who's just looking at, just starting it to look at different churches. And I'd say my best advice that I wish I could have given myself is don't be afraid of like the tingle. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> this is, that's so bad. I'm sorry. Hold on. Oh, it's cute. It makes total sense though. Like, I know what she's saying. Yeah. The way that it came out, I just love it. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't be, don't apologize. It's cute. Like, it literally like fits perfect. <laughs> don't don't be afraid of like the goose bumpy because when you're first coming, it, it kind of almost feels just a little. It's so new and it's just a little scary, and um, but like the goose bumpy, like you know, um, tingle. I don't know. Yeah, like a tingly feeling that you get when you're like you're in the community and you're first like experiencing yeah. God moving for the first time. It's like a very tingly overwhelming type of feeling and don't be afraid of it and don't be scared of it because it's it's such a it's a good thing so that would be my advice i love it so don't be i love the way you worded that <laughs> wasn't it perfect, perfect. absolutely <laughs> i don't know that's like i guess that's in my head it works know. really well <laughs> well thank you rissa for coming on and being yes. our guest thank you so much for having me the yes. conversation was really good yes like i really appreciate it and I know it was a long drive for you, so yes. thank you. Absolutely. So everyone, what can you, if you're, are you okay with us telling what your Instagram handle is? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's um, I God, I forget. What's your Instagram? <laughs> tell, tell, well, Rissa, tell. Yeah, I'm gonna have to like spell this out like I'm on the phone with the exactly medical people so because it's, it's different. It's different. Don't come come weird judge name. me. So Rissa, Rissa, beautiful Rissa, tell us where we can so find you on Rissa. Instagram dot fontaine r-i-s-a dot f-o-n-t-a-i-n-e <laughs> yes <laughs> all right guys well thank you for listening and we hope that you guys were encouraged that you were able to grab something of like worth from this and apply it to, like your daily life your walk with god and if you ever need a friend or have any questions like reach out to any of us yes yes reach out to the podcast or any of us here yeah definitely be open to answering any questions or if you're a new christian and you're wondering what does that feel like love you guys (laughs) (laughs) 
Love you guys, you guys and love the tingle. <laughs> Bye, guys. That was perfect. <laughs>